Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages. your mouth and listen. I'm going to give you a couple extra days, but it's going to cost you another two G's as a reminder not to fuck it up. I make myself clear? And don't get me to like you. I'm not the one with the short bag. Hey, fellow Warzone listeners. My name is Zach Camps. Uh, I'm not golfing or slinging my hands a monster. I'm usually thinking about Dynasty Fantasy Football. A couple months back, I joined the Patreon just to take my Dynasty passion to the next level. And I'll tell you what, well, let's just say there's writer downers for days in the Patreon. The member, you get access to the bonus pod where the guys take the filter off and talk about a wide variety of topics that maybe they won't cover on the normal show. You also get access to Memphis and Jerry for one-on-one advice, personal dynasty dilemmas. They'll tackle them for you, help you out with it. You just don't get that anywhere else. But I'd say my favorite part about the Patreon is the, uh, the group chat. Tell you what, these guys are some excellent minds tons of fun the fire in there is amazing great platform to post trade questions debate rookie values share insight interact with some cool people from across the globe you know shout out to those guys in australia they're blowing my phone up all the time you know the best part is there's no twitter trolls or facebook trolls arguing about stuff they don't know anything about so uh, if you want to enjoy your dynasty experience even more win those championships pause the podcast right now sign up and you can thank me later in the group chat What's happening, guys? Happy Wednesday, and welcome to the Dynasty War Zone, the People's Dynasty Podcast. On today's show, as training camps are opening, we're going to talk training camp news or training camp snooze, and we're going to talk some dynasty position battles in camp, but who I'm never battling with, I'm always glad he's by my side. He is my co-host. He is the man of the hour and the man with the power. Jerry Sinclair, what's up, buddy? Nothing, man. Um, So if you're listening to this, you might realize that I actually sound like a grown adult. Uh, Unfortunately, I got the Rona, so you can hear it in my voice. I actually probably have a better radio voice than I ever did before, so that's a benefit for all of you. Um, But yeah, man, you know, it's, it's good to... To talk some football, we actually got some news. We got a little bit of snoozing in there, too. A little foreshadowing for the show. So it's good to get into the rhythm, do something that I like doing that's not sitting in this room where I have been isolated, where my wife just brings me Chick-fil-A or brings me noodles and company, knocks on the door, and I got to go get it, and I just sit here in my lonesome. It's good to see another human being's face, my friend. Does she uh, just like open up the door a crack and like throw the bag in and then back oh, no. she's, she's super scared of it. She just sets it on the door while it's closed, knocks. I gotta go out with a mask, go get it. It's a it's a process. Yeah. Um, well, I'm glad to know that you are healthy enough to partake in the show and, and you're doing better than Paul Sorvino. Um they, they they say these things come in threes. Um, I'm a very big movie fan, as is Jerry. Now, Jerry likes that real smart, artsy-fartsy stuff. I, on the other hand, like uh, mob movies. I'm a big fan. And the uh, the world is taking a toll on famous mafia actors. So, uh, Paul Sorvino, uh, probably best known as uh, Pauly. And, uh, yeah, it was Paul in uh, yeah, well, Goodfellas. Iconic yeah. hairdo. Iconic oh, be- Beautiful a- hair. I, I've still probably got like six or seven episodes before we finish the series because we've been oh, binging it a lot. You're combining Just, the two. Paul, Paul Paul Sorvino was the boss in Goodfellas, the 1990 classic. Tony Sirico also oh, did, also did, in did, Goodfellas um, has like I, a I small am sorry bit role. To my Italian brothers out there, yeah, I apologize. Yeah, it, it, it's okay. And then we lost Henry Hill, played by oh my goodness, I'm, I'm drawing Ray a Liotta. Ray Liotta, um, also in Grand Theft Auto. So the uh, the classic mafia Good movie for you actors, for knowing that that's uh, where I first learned Ray Liotta. Dude, Ray Liotta was was um, was a, a, a legit portrayal of, of a mob guy. So um, that's what's going on. But Jerry, um, I, I'm excited for training camp. Listen, it's it's the dawning. 
of the season that consumes our lives. And that's, you know, listen, youth baseball has a place in Randy's heart, but you can't have a podcast for four years and not miss an episode or miss a Wednesday in all those four years and not be obsessed with this. So, yes, it is very exciting. I, I posted and, and anything I, to get to football. I posted a, a meme in our patron group chat on Sunday. I was like, baseball season's ended and football season's beginning. It's like the perfect transition. You ever watch track? Like, I don't think we had the Summer Olympics like last year, maybe, like where they're running relays and they hand that baton. The things that 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 claim my attention and, and need a lot of my time, youth baseball is literally handing that baton off to dynasty fantasy football, football in general. And, um, well, I'm sorry to my wife in advance, but really, I'm, 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 I'm fired up, man. Um, now, you, you do know that this is the, uh, the time of year where uh, I, I love social media. I love Twitter anyway. I've not been on Twitter as much. Man, just when you think it can't get worse, it does. But if you don't want to go on Twitter or you want to go on there less, Jerry, is it t- can, can I give my annual things to do for your Dynasty and Fantasy League? I can only hope you will. These are two of my absolute favorite things to do each and every year for training camp season. Now, I already have them. I've been doing this for years. But for newer listeners, here is a tactic. If you're already on Instagram, good. Whatever the algorithm, you know, because whatever you like or look at on Instagram, Instagram just gives you more of. My recommendation is add a second account. It can be Jerry, man of the hour, man of the power, one, two, three, four. And all you're going to follow, you're going to follow exactly 32 accounts. What are those 32 accounts? Just follow all 32 NFL teams. You can look at the post. You can look at the stories across the top of of the app and just literally see what's going on in all 32 camps. Okay, You might see a certain quarterback vibing with a certain receiver, uh, a running back looking healthy, whatever that may be. And then go over to Twitter. Even if you're not on Twitter, here's how you're going to make Twitter less shitty. Best I can do for you. You're going to start a, a second account or a new account at Jerry Sin, Man of the Hour, Man of the Power, one, two, three, four, whatever you want to make it. And all you're going to do is you're going to find the ESPN beat reporter for all 32 teams. It's listed on ESPN's website. Then you're going to go through and find all the beat reporters, all the reporters for the athletic that cover certain teams. There's 32 NFL teams. You might average three people per team that post information about that team, as well as Schefter, as well as Rappaport, and that's it. That's it. No fantasy people, not even me, not even DWZ Memphis, not on that burner account. It's just beat reporters. If you're following about 100 people, you're doing it right because you don't want any dynasty spin. You don't want any fantasy spin. You want to take the things that your little eyeballs have shown you on Instagram, all these catches, all these runs, all these things, and then you want to go over and validate that information with the local beat reporter. Hey, I saw I saw uh, a thing on Instagram the other day. Van Jefferson, Jerry, he caught a touchdown pass. Did you see that? I did not see that. Okay, so what I would do, Van Jefferson caught a touchdown pass. Of course, Twitter loses its goddamn mind. And, and But then I can go over and I can go to the L.A. Beat reporters and see what the L.A. Beat is saying about Van Jefferson. That's how you find the nuggets. That's how you find those little camp gems that may wind up just uh, – I know a lot of people, now we didn't because we were way ahead on James Robinson, but this is how a lot of people found James Robinson a few years ago. Oh, hey, this guy's really good. We knew he was good thanks to our homie Shane P. Hallam. But then you knew he was good because you did that. So that's one of my favorite things with, with social media, Jerry. Now, have I have I finally got you doing that? Yeah, I, ha- I have a burner. I'm not going to tell you what my burner is, but... I've got I've got probably 150 people that I follow because there, there's some teams that have too many damn newspapers. You know, Jacksonville, you only got one. You, you only got to worry about one. But those yeah, LA New, teams, they got they got nine of them. New York Post, you yeah. know, New York teams, you know, yeah, New York, LA, bigger market, sure, you're going to find two or three. But you just like about a hundred people, just NFL content. No fluff, no BS, just what the local teams are saying. So that's just a little free nugget from me and Jerry to you as your dynasty, because that's going to kind of put some of the the squashing on hype videos. Or 
It's going to pour gasoline on hype videos. Enjoy that. I love this time of the year when you use social media in that way. Jerry, you ready for everybody's favorite segment? Oh, we got it? Yeah, I'm ready for it. Okay, Jerry. Well, let's get into good people, bad tweets. Now, this is your classic engagement farming tweet, but that's okay. Um, apparently, you got to got to drive the algorithm, but, but I hate this question. I hate this question so much that I wanted to make a point of it here on the show. So Jeff Ratcliffe, remember Jeff Ratcliffe? I do. You know, he says, name a player you'll never draft again in fantasy football, Jerry. Uh, Chris Carson. See, Jerry, that I see what you did there. We're going to cover that in some news and, and, and snooze here in just a second. But naming a player that you would never draft is just bad. Now, there's plenty of players I wouldn't draft at ADP. But there's not a player that I wouldn't draft. Like, I wouldn't yeah, draft I'm, DeAndre Hopkins at his current ADP. But if he fell two additional rounds, I'm going to take him, Jerry. Yeah, I hear you. I mean, that is – that is. I mean, this goes back to you creating a burner account. So you avoid fluff because that's fluff. I mean, no Thank you no, for no tying it together. That. Jerry, after four years, you're a professional at this. You took the opening little segment, the, the how-to – and you related it to good people, bad tweets. Yeah, I mean, everybody's worth drafting at the right cost. Everybody's worth fading at the wrong cost. So, Mr. Ratcliffe, for a guy who's got as many followers and as many tweets as you put out, you're probably beyond engagement farming. But but what do I know? I don't engagement farm. So that was good people, bad treats, bad treats. I would I, I would love to I would love to find some treats that were bad or good. But good people, bad tweets is brought to you by our Patreon. Patreon.com forward slash Dynasty Warzone. Jerry, you know what we do every year around this time? What do we do? Not it's bad the, treats. That's for it's sure. not bad treats. That's for sure. We do our That's Scott only black licorice. Black we, licorice we, is the only bad treat. See, I don't think it's that bad. Oh, shut the fuck up. It's horrible, man. It's not that bad. Like the black licorice jelly beans? Eh. Give oh, to me. God, you're you're just showing you just, your you, age. Listen, Why don't you just go to all you listeners out of your pocket? All, all, all you listeners, I want you to take all. So when Easter comes, we got a few months, like nine. When Easter comes, I want you to take all your black licorice jelly beans. I want you to put them in a bag, and I want you to send them to Jerry Sinclair. Please At don't. some point, I'll, I'll send you his home address, and we can <laughs> mail all those to Jerry. But our patrons are the good people with good treats and good tweets, and they have recently completed a Scott Fishbowl Rules-style dynasty draft. Now, that is the um, – you, what's a funky rule in Scott Fishbowl? I know they did the third-round reversal. I remember that part of the draft. They um, – a lot of emphasis on quarterbacks, a lot of emphasis on tight ends. And that makes it a lot of fun. And I believe that was our 16th Patreon league. And we'll be doing some redraft stuff real soon. So if you're looking to get into a league with Jerry or me, you know, Jerry's uh, Jerry's got to get healthy first. But head over to Patreon.com. We'll throw you in the group chat. We'll help you with any fantasy drafts. It might give everybody a chance. Just saying. So Jerry says he's so under the weather that you may have a chance to beat him in the draft. And if you're not watching live on YouTube, shame on you because Jerry is hitting us with finger pistols currently. So head over to patreon.com. You're getting a patron league, um, get in the group chat, get the extra content. I did Jerry old school contractor did an old school contractor uh, episode the other day for the patrons with a patron. You know, helped helped him get a, a roster dialed in going into the uh, the start of training camp season. I mean, and all of this just five bucks a month, no tears, no BS, just five bucks a month helps us keep the show going, streaming, blah blah blah. Um, but head over there, a lot in it for you, and it helps the show. Patreon.com forward slash Dynasty Warzone. But Gerald, let's get into it, man. Let us get into it. As of the recording of this show, July 26th, about 9.30 in the p.m., all 32 teams have reported to camp, Jerry. It's a beautiful thing. If you're watching on YouTube, you see the fist bump. If you're not, just know it is there. It's a very awkward Jerry-esque fist bump, but it's a fist bump all the same. Well, I want to keep it in the camera, so it's got to be like next to my face, so it throws me off. 
Totally understand. Um, but Jerry, let, let's jump into a little segment. We're going to dive the show into two segments. We're going to do some camp news, or is it just camp snooze? I'm, I'm going to hit you with one right off the bat. Joe Burrow, going to miss a few days, maybe even up to a week or more. Had his appendix removed. Does this do anything for you? News or snooze? That, that's a snooze for me. Listen, I, I wish the dude the best. I have never had to deal with anything like that. I know people that have, and it's not a fun time. This dude is a quarterback of a team that just played in the Super Bowl. He has every medical expert at his disposal. He's going to be just fine. It is not going to affect his dynasty value in the least bit. So yeah. while, while I, I guess it's something to monitor, should there be complications later on, I, I really just can't. If I was a betting man, I would not foresee that being the case going forward. I mean, you'd love to have seen him got this done a month ago, but I mean, appendic- yeah, of course, appendicitis kind of doesn't really care that training camp starts. No, but you'd, you'd rather have it happen now than like say week three of the regular season. True. You True. know, he's got the rapport with Chase. He's got the rapport with Higgins, Mixon. You know, Tyler Boyd. It, it's fine. Even if, even if he missed a month. And didn't come back until August 26th. Going to be perfectly fine. This is a big snooze. Uh, Came out on Tuesday. Next bit of news. Came out on Tuesday that this is Trey Lance's team in San Francisco, Jerry. Is that news or is that snooze? I mean, that has to be news, right? Like uh, whether he ends up being the guy that everybody wants him to be is another conversation. But to be able to see him, there are going to be few, few games week one that more of the dynasty community watches. The the San Francisco and Trey Lance era is going to have the eyeballs all focused in on him. The scrutiny will be at an all time high. The hype will be at an all time high. It's going to take one monster pass or one monster run. And you're going to see it on Twitter for the next three days. And the value is going to be just silly. I'm excited about it because I do have a lot of shares of Trey Lance. I am a very big fan of when somebody sits out going to get them. So I will be hoping and I will be praying that Trey Lance is the savior to at least half a dozen of my teams. Randy, this has got to be news for you. Oh, it's a hundred percent news. It's a, it's a yeah. but, but from dynasty standpoint, uh, I would rather have. Not only Trey Lance, but Brandon Ayuk, uh, George Kittle, um, Jawan. Is it Jawan Jennings? I know there's a Jennings there. I just want to make sure. I know it's not Greg. But anyway, all, all these guys, you know, it, it's more of like a financial term, but they all have like what's called a fat tail. Their range of outcomes have so many fluctuations based off the standard deviation. So if you had like, uh, our uh, Scott Fishbowl contestant who entered in. He, yeah, Google it. Google it and what it means, because I'm not going to do it justice, but it just means, like, Kirk Cousins has a narrow tail. Kirk Cousins, Derek Carr, Matt Stafford, those guys are going to give you what they give you, right? They're not, the, the, the range of outcomes is not tremendously wide. Trey Lance can be everything from a league winner to a tremendous bust. That's what we mean by a fat tail. It's a, it's a, a wide range of outcomes. So th- that, that's why I want those guys paired up with stable with stable partners in a super flex league. Like I'll give you a couple examples. Scott Fishbowl, our context winner, uh, our contest winner, Lawrence. He had Matt Ryan as his QB1. I think Matt Ryan for the scoring system of Scott Fishbowl would be very stable, very con- consistent. His range of outcomes shouldn't fl- fluctuate too much. He took Justin Fields. Just like Trey Lance, the range of outcomes with Justin Fields could be anywhere from league winner to absolute bust. So if I'm getting Trey Lance on a lot of these assets in San Francisco, I'm doing it to put in there as like the finishing piece in my dynasty roster around a bunch of other stable assets. So if I've got Jamar Chase and uh, DJ Moore is pretty consistent and I want like a boom bust wide receiver, Man, throw me a Brandon Ayuk as a wide receiver three. We're in a two tight end league. I love George Kittle, but between his health 
And this news on on Trey Lance, he's a wide, fat tail player. So for me, it is news, but it's news that you can act on based on how your dynasty rosters are built. It's it, it, it like you're you're happy if you have Trey Lance. But when it comes to acquiring Trey Lance, absolutely nothing has changed because it's he, he just got exponentially harder to acquire. It's it's going to be a tough situation no matter what happens, just because the the possibility that he could be QB one overall, which is exactly how everyone who has Trey Lance is hoping that his ceiling can be. It's going to be tough. It's a it's a sit and wait situation. I'm going to guess not many teams. I don't have Ryan McDowell's trade uh, stats in front of me, but I am guessing he is not going to be a highly traded commodity over the next month just because it's going to be so hard to do. Yeah, and I, I got you a quick definition on, on fat tail and, and what it yeah. means. You ready? This yeah. is from Wikipedia. A fat-tailed distribution is a probability distribution that exhibits a large skewness relative to that of either a normal distribution or an exponential distribution. So you can go huge ranges, and like I said, if he hits, he's going to hit big, and he's going to help you win the league. Kind of like what we had last year with Jalen Hurts. When he was named the starter, we had no earthly idea. We saw the ceiling, and he kind of got there. He finished as the QB5. That's kind of how I, I see this going. Um, our next bit of news or snooze is actually kind of sad. But uh, John Mechie, rookie yeah. wide receiver out of Alabama, second-round guy, a guy that we had been touting a little bit here at the DWZ, including our rookie rundown host, Dallas. Um, I think we all had a little love for Mechie. A uh, young man diagnosed with leukemia, and he's going to miss the 2022 season. I'll take this one first. This is clearly news. Um, and, and maybe I look at this stuff a little bit too, uh, a little bit too much like business and not enough personal. I feel bad for the young man, but as a dynasty GM, I, I'd love to get him. He's a young athlete. Um, this, I, I, I think he'll beat this. I think he'll come back stronger and he wouldn't be the first athlete to beat this. What would I give up to give, get him? You probably paid a 2022 rookie second. I'd gladly give you a 23 third. I'm not moving 23 seconds. We've talked about it a dozen times already. The 23 class is loaded with running backs and QBs and super flex. That's going to push a lot of good wide receivers into the second round. But if the GM in your league will take a random 23 third, they want to lose a little bit of value, I'll gladly take it on Mechie. Super bummed for the young man, but uh, I'm, ba- I'm bouncing on his, uh, I'm banking on his work ethic. And I'm counting on him to bounce back, Jerry. Yeah, I'm. I'm happy we talked about this because this is. I, I. I agree fully. Um, if I have John Mechie, I'm just holding out to John Mechie. And if I don't have him, I'm going to do exactly what you said because I looked and I think I have four or five shares because um, I figured we were going to talk about him, and all of them were about mid second round picks. So knowing that he's not going to play, I think you can easily get a third. Uh, maybe not right now, just because the news is fresh. But once that season starts cooking and we're into next off season, I think you'd be even more likely to. Um, I mean, Alabama wide receiver, speedster, good talent, great, great prospect. Still only going to be 23, 24 years old. We saw James Conner come back from something similar. Hell yeah. And, and you know, like I said, with, with Joe Burrow. The world of medical knowledge is at his fingertips. The, the wealth of NFL organizations are, are easily going to be able to, and they, they have invested in him, so they are going to want to see him on the field and healthy again, and they're going to do everything that they can to get him healthy. I'm rooting for the dude. I hope you kick that shit's ass, fuck cancer, until the day I die. Like, thank you. Get it, my friend. Get to work. Do what you got to do. Get back out there. Hell yeah, I'm going to go get me some John Mechie. Heck yeah, man. Uh, big, big Mechie, big Mechie fan before and after this. We're rooting big time for you. Uh, two more news stories, Jerry. Kyler Murray got paid $230.5 million, ironically, five hundred grand more than Mr. Deshaun Watson, and uh, more guaranteed money than anybody but Deshaun Watson. For me, this is kind of news he's not moving up my my dynasty rankings he's going to stay right where he is 
Um, I'm not a big, I'm not dropping him because he doesn't watch film and you know, uh, that's a little worrisome, but I'm not going to move him up because he's got a longer contract. At this point, I'm just kind of Kyler Murray is what Kyler Murray is. He's another fat tail player for me. His range of outcomes is everything from the QB one overall on the season to a guy who gets hurt or doesn't want to play through the injury and sits on the bench. So um, not moving him up, not moving him down. I'm always happy when these guys get paid uh, financial security for life for these guys, but uh, for me, it's kind of a snooze. It didn't really do much for me or his teammates, um, to be quite honest. I mean, I have a lot of Kyler Murray, so it, I get what you're saying and I understand it. But if you have Kyler Murray, you're happy that he's locked in for multiple years and you don't have to worry about any sort of nonsense or fuckery that could come afoot where he ends up in, you know, some bum ass organization. You know, like if he like if he got traded to the Detroit Lions or something, like I I would drop Kyler Murray. I'd be happy as a Lions fan, but I would drop him. Um, in my rankings, not in general, obviously. But so I I'm happy about it. But I do agree. I also assumed it was going to happen. I didn't foresee any situation where Arizona was not going to give the man all the money. I mean, he's been good. I mean, he's been banged up and, you know, he's got to win some playoff games, but everybody gets money and you don't want to see that guy playing against you. So you got to pay him. I mean, it is what it is. So it it was a bit of both. It was a snooze in the sense that no shit, but it's good if you have him. I I am 100% for the player getting paid. I am 100% the, the team caving to the, the the temper tantrum, the social media scrubbing. But, you know, it is what it is. That's 2022 negotiating tactics. So the dude got paid, and we're going to move on to our last story, Jerry. You ready? Yeah. So you can do this however you want. You can ball them up into one big news or one big snooze. You can go like one, two, three. You can go snooze, snooze, news, however you want to do it. This is completely up to you, okay? Got it. To all Tampa Bay Bucks related. They signed Julio Jones to a one-year deal. They signed Kyle Rudolph, tight end, formerly of the Giants and the Vikings, to a one-year deal. And Leonard Fournette is down from 260 to 245 pounds. Jerry, how are you going to do this? Are you going to go one big ball, or are you going to go individually? Uh, I would have gone individually, but the answer is all the snooze across the board for me. I don't care about Julio Jones. I am, I'm happy for Tom Brady. I think it makes Tom Brady's situation that much better just because he's got just a plethora of talent. And when you're 45 years old, you cannot be upset when you add an unbelievable Hall of Fame veteran like Julio Jones to be your wide receiver three. Especially when you lost Gronk, who's unlikely to come in. So it, it, Julio can just be that role. I don't give a tinker's fuck about Kyle Rudolph. Yeah, like, listen, if... I know they say they want him to be in the Gronk role, but he's not Gronk to Brady. And Kyle Rudolph has never been that guy. So I just, I don't care. I will have zero Kyle Rudolph. And if I'm wrong, I'm wrong. And that sucks. As far as Lenny is concerned, my man, my brother, love you, Lenny. Didn't care. Didn't care about the fat memes. Lenny works. All right. I was not worried about Lenny. For one second, when it got down to it, that dude was always going to put in the work. He was always going to be the guy because he's good. Leonard Fournette is a good NFL running back, and he has been his entire career. So I'm glad that it's at 245 because it's not 265, and I didn't want him to be Eddie Lacy. But also, I wasn't overly concerned about 265. So those are all snoozes for me, man. All right. Well, I uh, I agree to a point. I, I think there is give some me the disagreements. No, I don't think you're an idiot, but I do have a little disagreement in there. It's I got to be about I, 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 now. I know Chris Carson avoided the pup list, but this tells me that there's probably a little bit more to this than we know. Now, just because he didn't start camp on the pup doesn't mean that he will completely avoid the pup. Late in the season, knee issue. Um, I heard some people on Twitter. I didn't hear it. I actually read some people on Twitter 
talking about how this is bad for Russell Gage. I am not worried about aged veteran the same way I wouldn't if, if they had signed T.Y. Hilton or any other veteran off of the, the, the veteran scrap heap in late July. Camp body. Great. I, I don't want to – I hate to do that to Julio Jones and, like, lump him in with, with guys like T.Y. Hilton or, or Sammy Watkins. This tells me more this is an insurance play. Same thing with Kyle Rudolph, that Tom Brady's probably not the, not the biggest Cameron Brait fan in the world, and that Kyle Rudolph is there. You know what it really tells me about these guys? Is that all of the people who are touting Rashad White, is it Rashad or Rashad? Whatever, him, that guy, and I'll circle this back to Lenny, he's not going to see the field a whole lot. Tom Brady wants, this is like LeBron James with the Lakers. Uh, bring in Dwight Howard. Bring in Carmelo Anthony. Give me all these old guys. This is what Tom Brady's doing. If he wanted to ball with a bunch of rookies that Otten tied in, the, the young guy, liking for a dynasty stash on your taxi, cool. Rashad White, he'd get more run, but what does Tom Brady want? Old veteran players to help him try to win one more Super Bowl. That's the news here, is it's not about – the guys, Julio and, and, and Kyle Rudolph, it's about what these signings mean and who they impact. So for me, it's actually good for Brady. Makes me question the true health of Chris Carson, excuse me, Chris Godwin and um, the availability of these rookies for Dynasty. So um, most of these rookies are probably going to wind up being stash candidates and you're not going to see a lot of mileage. As far as Lenny, he came in the league at 235. He was if he was up to the two. Been is, sick his whole life. He's 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 always been a biscuit shy of two sixty. There's a big difference between a guy like Lin, Lombardi Lenny going into year six than like a rookie like a Traylon Burks. I expect veterans to kind of work themselves in shape. Into some cases, this is their job. They know how to do it. It always makes me more nervous when a rookie does it. That's how you pull a hammy, and that's how all of a sudden you get these dominoes. So for me, there is some news in here, and I, I did forget to put Chris Carson on the show sheet. Retired. Chris Godwin. Um, we're oh, we're going to talk about we're going to talk about that in some positional camp battles. So we're going to segue over and start talking about those, Jerry. Okay, you ready? Yeah, absolutely. We'll just we'll just do this. We'll just do like the final commercial spot here. That's brought to you by our friends at Hate Brand Goods. Boom. New dro- new drops just about every single Thursday. Now you can go to the website hviii.com or. You can just go to Google Play or the App Store. You can download the app. Just search HVIII. Boom. There it is. You download it. Um, you hey, but Randy, follow- if you wanted to get them for a little cheaper, is there a code that you could use? You can just think of how handsome you're going to look in that in that athletic apparel and then think about how handsome I am and use the promo code MEMPHIS. Um, great guy. Great small brand to support. They support the show. So, um, hate brand goods again, the HVIII.com, athletic wear, bags, joggers, coffee mugs, the old kick today in the dick coffee mug. I need to get that water bottle. I need to put that right here. I know our good friend Dr. Kyle has one. Head over there, HVIII.com. You'll find it. Throw it in the search engine, throw it in the Apple Play or the Google Play Apple uh, App Store. Find it. Use promo code Memphis and it helps the show. So here we go, Jerry. Let's go ahead and go to Seattle. I kind of tipped my hand. Now, it came out also today. This is news and snooze all at the same time because I don't think anyone expected Chris Carson to ever return to football. Neck injuries are kind of rough, Jerry. Yeah. Not, so, not I mean, easy. Yeah, it's it, it sucks because Chris Carson has been fighting off everybody and everything his entire life the Thomas Rawls of the world and the Rashad Pennies of the world and injuries four times a game. Listen, the man deserves a rest. Chris Carson, get your rest, buddy. And, and it did look like the, the Seahawks did right by him. It looks like he's going to yeah. get a few million bucks in, in uh, injury insurance settlement. So good for that guy. But this also tells you why Seattle was pretty about your boy, Kenneth Walker. True. I bet you they had an inkling. That, that Chris Carson wasn't going to come back. They didn't pick up the fifth-year option or extend Penny beyond one year. So for me, this is a camp battle I'm keeping an eye on. I'll give you my take in a second. 
anything on Chris Carson before you, you give us who you think has a leg up in this battle? No, I mean, it. like I said, you know, I was – he is sort of the guy that spit in the face of my ideology when I first started playing this game where I just did not believe that a first-round running back could get beaten out by a seventh-round running back, and he just – he made me look silly. So I have all the respect in the world for Chris Carson. As far as Rashad Penny, the aforementioned first-round pick, and my boy Kenneth Walker – Rashad Penny's going to get the first crack at it. Like, I, I, I don't think there's any any way around it. But they took Kenneth Walker in the second round for a reason. They didn't take Rashad Penny's fifth-year option for a reason because he's going to be the future running back of the Seattle Seahawks. So I, I think they are both capable of being successful, and I don't think either of them is going to be capable of winning you a league in 2022. I do think Kenneth Walker is extremely explosive. And if he can put it together in the league, he can be that kind of guy. But next year, I will probably avoid most of them in redraft. I did take Kenneth Walker in the Scott Fishbowl as my RB3 just because it was really getting slim and I wanted to swing for the fences. Rashad Penny has a history of getting hurt. But I think Rashad Penny, I mean, what he did to end the season was nothing short of phenomenal. And I don't think I'm being hyperbolic when I say that. So I think he deserves the shot. I think he'll get the shot. Whether he can keep it up is on Rashad Penny. I do not disagree. Um, But I have seen this movie too many times before to realize this is a bad thing. If you, like me, are a Kenneth Walker guy, I know my lovely co-host here, Jerry, uh, equally a, a Kenneth Walker guy, if you like Kenneth Walker, I want you to wait exactly until week three. Yeah. All right? He's not going to be starting. Penny's going to be starting. Pete Carroll's a 70-plus-year-old head coach. Stodgy old head coaches like old veteran running backs. And, and, and that's pretty much the case. So let, let Kenneth Walker not get his due, and then you swoop in and you try to make your move. Maybe you can move a veteran running back. Maybe you're a non-contender. And you can move a veteran running back, and maybe you could move like an Alvin Kamara and a Derek or and or a Derek Henry type, and get Kenneth Walker and that GM's 2023 first. That's the kind of cash out that I would love to get, um, especially if I'm in a rebuild or maybe you're in a productive struggle. Maybe you started that way. That's the kind of move I, I would like to make because I have seen this movie too many times before. I saw it three years ago with Miles Sanders. I forget the veteran he was competing with. I don't remember, but toward the end of the season, Miles Sanders came on. Jordan Howard. It was Jordan Howard. Jordan Howard, and I think Boston Scott was even still there even three years ago. And even though he's not replicated the back end of his rookie season since, Miles Sanders, Miles Sanders was helping people win, win leagues that year from a seasonal standpoint. Uh, two years ago, little guy, maybe you heard of him, almost an identical scenario. Jonathan Taylor was sharing a backfield with a guy named Marlon Mack, who was at that time on a one-year deal. The the injury hit the veteran. Penny, not the healthiest guy around. Mack went down. JT ran wild, took the job, ran wild. Uh, Melvin Gordon held his own, but Javante Williams split carries evenly right down the middle. And what the fourth time's a charm, first time's an occurrence, second time's a, a, a trend, and the third time's a fact. So, all these running backs, second round NFL draft capital Sanders, JT, Javante Williams. Hey, Jerry, what round was Kenneth Walker drafted in? He was drafted in the same exact pick as Jonathan Taylor in the second round. Wait until week three and go try to buy Kenneth Walker on the cheap from a disgruntled, frustrated owner. That's what I'm doing, Jerry. I think that is a good play, my friend. That's and, why and, I, and I, th- I think trading the old guys, it's weird. You see that, and, and it's always an easy move for me to trade the, the Derrick Henrys and the Alvin Kamaras, but every time it gets so much villainy on Twitter, and I just don't understand. It's like they don't remember – Le'Veon Bell and Jamal Charles and Arian Foster and Todd Gurley and running backs die quickly. 
and I know that that person helped you two years ago, it's a totally different ball game. So I, I am absolutely getting out from under them. And if I can risk it for the biscuit, go, go Kenny, go Brees Hall. Absolutely. And, and you know, Penny's at the age apex. He's yeah. 26 years old. I mean, even if he had been perfectly healthy, he's at that same age as a lot of these other running backs we're talking about. And, and so let's say, let's say he does do really well, Randy. Like, let's say he does do really well. They're not going to want to pay him. Seattle's a shit team right now. So they're, why would they want to assign him to a four-year deal for a ton of money with a bad roster? They won't. So he'll be gone either way. K- Kenneth Walker is going to be a stone-cold buy, but we agree that it's going to be Penny's show to start the season until yep. A, he either underperforms or B, he gets injured. I'm, I'm banking on I'm banking on the injury, and it's not because I'm rooting for the guy to get hurt. It's because the yeah. guy gets hurt. So sure. let's jump into the next one. New York Jets, wide receivers. Now we've got the second-round pick from two years ago, a high second-round pick, too, by the way, in Elijah Moore. We have the, I believe, 10th overall pick from this past draft, Garrett Wilson. Highly paid free agent Corey Davis, and then you have Denzel Mims, as well as they extended. Ironically, wasn't a huge deal, but they extended him all the same. Um, oh my God, um, it's not BB. It's the uh, ba- Barrios. Ba- ba- yeah, two Bs. BB Braxton Barrios. So you've got all these guys, Jerry. If this was a loser leaves town match, I'm gonna get you with a two parter. <laughs> if this was a loser leaves town match. Who is more likely to get the the Enkil Harry treatment and get traded to like the Bears for a conditional seventh? And who is the the one that you want in this camp battle? So someone has you to just, go, someone has to stay. You just had to set me up for the Corey Davis. You just had. <laughs> we've been doing we've been I mean, doing this for so long. You're you're, you're, you're it, doing this. Loser leaves it, town. It has to be Corey Davis. He's just he fits that profile of somebody that's never been successful enough and yeah but also has value on an open market i don't know but this is the situation that i know you're running from the question jerry who are it's, you cutting because and, and I, I, I i i Corey davis is going to be the one that's shipped out of town all right for sure Corey davis but, is going the, out and one that i want breaking out honestly i i i don't know this is this is the most interesting confusing situation in all of dynasty in my opinion because i think that zach wilson is going to absolutely be capable of making one of these guys a star and i have no idea which one it is because i love elijah moore but also garrett wilson was the 10th overall pick he was my favorite prospect going into the draft and had he ended up in a situation without zach wilson you know and an elite wide receiver i would have loved every second of it so i'm banking on Zach Wilson growing. And I have to decide between these two guys that I like. I don't know. I know that's a lazy take, but I'm being so truthful. This is the one situation where like week three of the preseason, the New York Jets and my wife is going to fucking hate it that I got to watch week three of the Jets preseason game. But I'm going to watch every second of it because I want to see how both of these guys look. All right. Well, I, you're wrong, but I love you. And, and, and that's why we do this show together is to give the listener a different perspective. So for me, this is going to be the alpha. That's what you're excited about. No. Den, so so my, my loser leaves town is Denzel Mims because oh. someone, someone has to play the outside role. And Denzel Mims has not only proved he can't play the outside role, he just can't play in the NFL. So if you could get a seventh round pick from Baltimore or Indy, or any team needing just a little wide receiver help that could maybe maybe give you something. I mean, you didn't spend a first on him like Enkil Harry. You just spent yeah. a high second on him like the Jets because that's what the Jets do. I think Mims is the, the odd man out. I, I think you're going to see a lot of uh, multiple wide receivers in the slot. I think you're going to see a lot of Barrios. Um, and I think this is going to be an interesting offense. Uh, the guy that breaks out for me is the guy that I because I'm I'm going to take the uh, the Jerry the Jerry Sinclair I'm going to give you an answer but not give you an answer route okay. I'm I'm going to take the guy who who really seems to be showing out in camp I'm going to be reading 
those camp battle pieces from all those New York Jets beat reporters. I'm going to be watching Instagram to see who's making the highlight reel catches. From a talent perspective and an opportunity perspective, I love both. But that's the good news. In 2021, under new offensive coordinator Mike LaFleur, the Jets averaged the 13th most pass attempts per game. They averaged 36 pass attempts per game. So in an ideal world, all these guys could get nine targets apiece. Now, it probably won't be like that. But you'll probably have one guy establish himself as the alpha. Probably probably Garrett Wilson, but wouldn't be surprised if it was more. So maybe he gets 10-11, the other guy gets like 8-9, eight, eight, and then the rest gets sprinkled around. The defense is still going to be pretty bad. They're still going to have to score a lot from behind, and there's still going to be plenty of opportunities for both. So odd man out for me, the loser leaves town, is Denzel Mims. I'm going to give the breakout just based off of NFL draft capital to Garrett Wilson, but pre- pretty clear both uh, have enough opportunity to shine in this offense given the amount of attempts with this offense, offensive coordinator. Yeah, I think the one thing that would really piss me off if one of them isn't good. You know what I mean? Like, not not necessarily they're not good. They're just not given enough opportunity to break out and be dynasty relevant. I think that'll break my heart. So, Zach Wilson, help Jerry out, man. That's all I'm saying. And leave my mom alone while we're at it. Be, be good. Be good to Mama Sinclair. Her baby got COVID. She she doesn't she can't handle much more. All right, let, let, let's jump into the next one. So it's come out from a lot of sources to the media that Mitch Trubisky has a stranglehold as of today as the starter in Pittsburgh, and Pickett will be the backup. Um, for me, this is simple. If I'm in a best ball or a um, like a seasonal league. Like, I took Mitch Trubisky as my QB3 in the Scott Fishbowl. Again, fat tail, wide distribution, what are his range of outcomes? I've got real stable, secure starting QBs in this league. I got Dak and Kirk Cousins. But if Mitch breaks out and has a great year, great. If one of my starters gets hurt, I can put Mitch in. Bye weeks, I can put Mitch in. But also, Mitch is on my bench and not scoring points against me week in and week out. So, um, for me, it's clearly Mitch. And let's be honest, where Green, where uh, excuse me, where Pittsburgh took Kenny Pickett is right in that range where the Green Bay Packers took Jordan Love. And I don't know that Kenny Pickett's going to be able to beat Mitch out. So don't be confused. We've fallen for this trap before. Oh, hey, he was a first rounder. He's going to clearly be the starter. Not necessarily. Even someone as great as Patrick Mahomes, Trey Lance. And so many more have gotten that rookie redshirt year. Um, I think it's Mitch's job to lose in 2022. So for seasonal leagues, or if you're a contender just needing like a QB3 and a, and a super flex, I'm going Mitch Trubisky here, Jer. Um, I'm also going with Mitch. I, I don't think it's really close. I think I think Kenny Pickett probably does have a higher ceiling than Mitch. But I think Mitch was done so dirty. I, I mean, dealing with Nagy and dealing with that offense, I mean – it's just, it was bad. It, it, it was it was not a good time. So I think he is going to, I mean, he's got tons of wide receivers. He's got one of the best head coaches in, in the league. I think he's going to be successful. And I think he is going to hold on to that job. I think they're going to go forward with Kenny Pickett. But in 2022, I think Mitch starts every single game. Assuming he doesn't get injured. But sure. Two, two dynasty moves here. Either A, you have Mitch Trubisky and a contender has Kenny Pickett on their roster and you're trying to cash out your Mitch Trubisky. Or you are a veteran-laden team contender trying to win a championship in 2022. Can you move Kenny Pickett for a, a veteran of equal value, maybe a wide receiver or running back to kind of help you get over Get over the hump. You could be like, hey, well, you know, he's going to be the QB of the future, and you need the future, and I need to win now. So <laughs> so give me Adam Thielen and Leonard Fournette for Kenny Pickett. Well, why not? That, that That's how you go out. You go out and get veterans who score points to help you win championships. All right, Jerry, so we're in agreement there. Um, I'm, I'm going to save the best one for last, okay? Make it fun. We'll, we'll go out on a high note. Right. Jacksonville, Jacksonville wide receiver slash pass catching options – Good God. So we're, we're going to do the same thing. 
Who? This is another loser leaves town situation. You've got Marvin Jones. You've got LaVisca Chenault. You've got Christian Kirk, who is the highest paid wide receiver on the team. You have got Dan Arnold at tight end. You've got Evan Ingram already dropping footballs in camp. Jerry, from a dynasty perspective, one's got to leave town and one has got to be the breakout player you want on this team. Oh, so gross. Um, I am not a Christian Kirk guy. So that is going to be the extent of how much I talk about Christian Kirk. I think Marvin Jones is the best wide receiver on that team, and I think he's going to be the one that's shipped out of town. Evan Ingram can drop passes all he wants. With tight end scarcity, I think he's the guy that I like the most. And that is so gross. It's like getting COVID twice back-to-back. But I, I, he, where he is going, I like it. That's a horrible situation. That is just – they are not helpful to that man. You paid Christian – I said I wasn't going to talk about Christian Kirk. I'm going to talk about Christian Kirk. Why? Like Marvin Jones can do the same thing. Marvin Jones can rip the roof off and make unbelievable catches over a defender. Christian Kirk does that. He just gets past him a little bit. But I just – oh, my God, that's dumb. Who, who do you want, Randy? Do you care about any of them? I don't really care about any of them. Let me say that as a close. Well, I mean, that, that's, that's hurtful. Well, that's, that, I, yeah, that's let's hurtful. Be real, though. For, for me, the loser leaves town is LaVisca Chenault. This is just like Denzel Mims. This is that – fringe level wide receiver that you're taking in the second round Terrace Marshall oh my god you got to have him yeah. and every slap dick on twitter is just Long shoving is just shoving this guy down your throat here here are you, are you full have you had your fill guess what motherfucker have some more Denzel Mims have some more LaVisca Chenault no I, I no thank you I'm not going to get him the hell off my dynasty roster the what the minute not one second late, the minute you're on Instagram watching Jacksonville Jaguar highlights and you see the LaVisca Chevrolet highlight, you immediately send that highlight along with an accompanying trade offer to a league mate to get this son of a bitch off your roster. Give me a third. Get, get me the hell out of the, the LaVisca Chenault business. Now, he's not going to be a breakout, but if I were doing a seasonal draft or, again, if I was a contender just looking for cheap you're an eye in the league, Jerry, where we have to start 12. Yep. It's a it's a must-start two tight end and a super flex. So in 99% in of weeks, when you set that roster, you're going to have two tight ends because you have to and two QBs. That leaves eight spots you have to fill week in, week out. For, was it thir yeah, 13 regular season weeks and then weeks 14, 15, no, 14 regular season weeks and three weeks of playoffs – so you got to go 17 weeks. So in that sort of a league where you got to start eight flexes, for lack of a better term, why wouldn't I want to go out and get cheap Marvin Jones? So from Dynasty, I don't want Christian Kirk. I, I don't want I don't want, tight, I don't want the I don't want the tight tight ends. Give me cheap Marvin Jones, even in Dynasty on a contender. If I'm on a rebuilder and I have odd random Marvin Jones on my roster, I'm gonna go out. I'm going to take all the words that I just said. I'm going to recraft them and reform them into the, hey, this guy's really good at Dynasty. That's You know who that is? That's Memphis from the Dynasty Warzone. He's telling you that you're a contender and you need to give me something for Marvin Jones. So give me something for Marvin Jones. That's how I would approach the Jacksonville pass catchers, Jerry. Especially once they have Christian Kirk on their team and he's not doing anything for them. They need a replacement. Just saying. All right. So uh, got a, lot, a little fun one. Uh, there, there, there's a bit of a QB battle in Carolina, silver yeah. and uh, silver and teal, pewter and teal, maybe. I don't um, know. I don't know. A little black mixed in. Sometimes they have like the black home jerseys, but the uh, got a couple. Their '90s teal jerseys. Super oh, I fun. saw that. Yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, you, you, not not too shabby. A lot of retro stuff in the NBA this yeah. year. Um, Carolina Panthers, Baker or Darnold? Now, Bucky Brooks of the NFL Network. Former scout, he thinks this late in the process that Darnold's got a leg up. Uh, I think if you have two eyes and uh, willing to admit you're wrong like me, you're going to see it as Baker Mayfield. Jerry, who's winning this camp battle between Baker and Sammy? You don't bring in Baker Mayfield 
if you are confident in Sam Darnold because you know it is going to bring a media hurricane. And it did. Because A, Cleveland is a dicey situation with the Deshaun Watson situation and having Baker Mayfield, and he won them a playoff game. First overall pick, yada, yada, yada. Zero percent chance you bring in Baker Mayfield if he's not going to play. So I I don't I don't think this is a big deal at all. And uh, listen, I was a Sam Darnold guy myself, and I don't think that Sam Darnold is necessarily out of jobs. He might be the next Mitchell Trubisky, where he's going to back up, I don't know, Patrick Mahomes or somebody for a year or two, and then he'll end up on a job, you know, just like Mitch did. So I I'm fine with Sam Darnold. I don't think you I think you just hold on to him if you have him. But I think Baker Mayfield is absolutely 100% going to start game one for the Panthers this year. Um, You're all sorts of right and all sorts of wrong at the same time. Now, I love Sam Darnold. I I, I gave that young man every hope. The difference between Sam Darnold and Mitch is that Mitch is just now getting his his second opportunity. He kind of had to languish. And and maybe, maybe Marcus Mariota is a better comp for Sam Darnold. It may be a couple of two or three years before we ever see it. But you know what? Sam Darnold is like still super young. So for him to, I just Googled you, it. You know, you know, you know where the perfect spot for Sam Darnold to go is after this year, right? You know where I could see him going? And they won't trade him there, but I could see him totally going there as Tampa Bay. I could see it. What, what, what's wrong with old Sammy Darnold sitting behind Uncle Tom for one year? Tom, touchdown Tommy Teach me how to be the world's greatest American. Teach me how to be <laughs> handsome. Teach me about kale smoothies and um, hyperbolic chambers and all that other stuff. But, yeah, I think it's going to be Baker. Better arm. Uh, how about this? I would love to put Baker's mechanics in Sam Darnold's body. Can we hey, frank it? Can, 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 we put, can we put Baker's? Because what holds Baker back is that, He's just not the biggest athlete in the world. You know, he's got a good arm. But if you put Baker, everything about Baker, his moxie, his swag, his arm, and Darnold's got a good arm, but his mechanics and Darnold's frame and size, I think we'd be cooking with gas. But we can't, and I have gas, and these guys give me gas. So I'm going to go with Baker as the uh, as the QB that wins this battle. You know what's wild about Sam Darnold and him only being 25 years old is he's one year and one day older than Kenny Pickett, who's coming into the league right now. That's absolutely insane. And I don't want to hurt. I don't want to. I don't want to hurt anyone's feelings just because we've seen it with Sam Darnold. I think I'd still rather have Sam Darnold and Kenny Pickett and his baby hands. I, I don't know. Maybe maybe we've seen Sam Darnold fail enough that I should. I, just I'm let not it mad go. at you. I, I I think it's it's a conversation. I, I, but I, I, everybody everybody that comes into the league. Everybody just assumes they're going to be stars, even though there's a lot of the Sam Darnolds and Terrace Marshalls and Denzel Mims of the world. What about we create a real shit show in the NFL for like at least two teams and several quarterbacks and super flex? You ready? Okay. You always see that one trade in your dynasty league where someone just makes like a like an egregious trade, usually you, and, and it just like it just like chaos is the entire league, right? Yep. How about the Carolina Panthers trade Sam Darnold straight up? To the San Francisco 49ers to back up Trey Lance. Not a bad backup, right? For no. Jimmy Garoppolo. That would throw some chaos into the mix. It's like that uh, that episode of Family Guy where Peter Griffin's is sitting there just throwing grenades out the window. That would just throw <laughs> that would just throw grenades in, in a couple of quarterback rooms, and that would really mess some shit up, you know? Yes, it would. All right, man. Let's go out with a bang. See that grenades into a bang, Jerry. This oh. is this, guy. this 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 is podcast poetry, son. All right, last one. You ever heard of the the the, the infamous game Mary F Kill? Yes. There's a boringer version of that for Dynasty and Fantasy Football called Keep Trade Cut. So I'm not going to make you marry F or kill. I mean, you can. You I mean if you kill one of these guys, you will go to jail. All right. Mm-hmm. But outside of that, the rest of that live your life. But we're going to go Keep Trade Cut. From a dynasty standpoint, for guys competing for slot snaps in Miami. Now, I have two receivers and I, I have a tight end. So keep trade cut for your dynasty roster. No disclaimers. No, well, if I'm a contender, I do this. Or if I'm a builder, <laughs> keep tra- tight end premium. I'm going to make it a little bit harder for you. 
keep trade cut Tyreek Hill, Jalen Waddle, Mike Gusecki. Go. I am keeping Jalen Waddle. I am. I don't want to cut Gusecki. I don't want to. Uh, trade Tyreek Hill, cut Mike Gusecki. I love Jalen Waddle. He's at the near the tippy top of my list. Tyreek Hill has too much trade value to just cut him. So I, I that's what I have to do. Uh, I'm glad I put the pressure on you first, but that 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 is the answer. <laughs> you, you you have to. Um, I, I am leaning keeping Gasecki. You know, for anyone who's worried about Gasecki in this offense, first of all, Tua likes to operate near the line of scrimmage. He's dink and dunk. He's he's Chad Pennington, but from Hawaii. And and, and I, I love Gasecki in this offense. You know, we saw George Kittle in a similar offense ran by the same head coach, Mike McDaniel, uh, last year and the year before. Mike Gusecki, great athlete on a prove-it deal. So I like Mike Gusecki, but, yeah, you're not going to get as much even in tight end premium as you would for Tyreek Hill. So it, it, it is keeping Jalen Waddle. It, it's cutting Mike Gusecki and trading the name value of Tyreek Hill. Do you think there's any – any merit to the worrying about Jalen Waddle because of Tyreek Hill? No. Uh, I, I think there's plenty of work for both. I think Tyreek Hill's already a better outside receiver and has proven that multiple times. So I think that when there's the need to push one of these guys to the outside because they're going to put Gasecki in the, in the slot, then – that wide receiver would be Waddle. I want the guy who works closest to the line of scrimmage. And throughout camp and throughout the preseason, we're going to see that. But nobody wants to hear it, and you're always labeled a hater. But Tua's got a cap gun for an arm, and it's dink and dunk. Can he throw the deep ball? Yeah. Is he ever going to be confused for Russell Wilson or another good deep ball quarterback who, you know, doesn't have the best arm, but he throws a beautiful deep ball into Sean Watson? No. I want the guys who operate close to the line of scrimmage. So, you nailed the keep trade cut, Jerry. Yeah, look at that. Hitting better at this thing. And you know what? Before we get out of here, I owe the I owe the listeners an apology. You know why, Jerry? Why is that? Because we talked about the Jets, and every time we talk <laughs> about the Jets, I am contractually obligated. The goddamn Jets. I was actually wondering where it was. I I, I, I do I saw it on the soundboard. I was like, what have you done? What have you done? You cannot bring up the Jets, Jerry, on this program. You can't even say Jets. The goddamn Jets. Without talking about the goddamn Jets. Well, Jerry, we're starting the goddamn season. I'm pumped. I'm pumped. I am. I'm, I'm hoping that we have a little bit more news. It's cool that we, we, we had some news. We had the Kyler Murray contract and all this, the, the veteran signings and the weight loss in, in Tampa Bay. And we had Trey Lance. And we got to talk about Joe Burrow's appendix. You know, his appendix. We had some news. We yeah, had some camp bit. battles to discuss, but I think as we get uh, deeper into August, August will be next week, Jerry. We'll have a lot to talk about. Oh, my God. Just think about how close we are, Randy. We're like a month away. We're uh, a month away from Hall like – Hall of Fame game next weekend? Maybe this Thursday, next Thursday? That's what I'm saying. Like, like redraft and stuff? Like those drafts are going to be in the, over the next couple of weeks. Oh, I'm not, my I'm not, God. And let, 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 me, let me break some news real quick. Okay. Our good friend Kyle from the FF SmackDown, our redraft show, he is going to make his 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 return to the ring very soon. Um, he's been on vacation. That's spoiled, Brad. Well, he, he he's been on vacation, but he's also he got a promotion. He got that that office space deal. Or how uh, would you like to be have as many as three people underneath you? So so Kyle got a bit of a promotion. Good for him. He's a hardworking fellow. Jerry, we're hardworking. We're, we're, we're grinding the camp video. We're reading the, the beat report tweets. And we're going to be back here talking about more camp shenanigans last week. And I can how, how, how about this? How about this? We'll, we'll go to the old dynasty well next week. You ready? Okay. We'll, we'll, we'll both bring a buy and a sell. Okay. We could do that. One dynasty buy, one maybe two of each. We're going to get some news to help us out with that too over the next week. You know, d dynasty seasons really coming to an end from like a di a true dynasty season because once game one gets here, that first beautiful Thursday in September, 
you know, almost becomes very redraft like. So um, I'm excited. Um, we're going to try to find some gems, uncover some rocks. We're going to try to find the, uh, the, the the next handful of names that you haven't heard of yet. And we're going to try to to turn your taxi squad into something robust. And, you know, thank you to everybody for dealing with my raspy voice this whole time. Uh, Mike and G for being in the chat. G's going to be on a Spanish beach when the season starts. He's a spoiled brat, too. That's not a surprise. Listen, this dude is going to fly from Australia all the way to Spain. Why didn't he just come here? He, he, he did what? He didn't want to see his friends, his, his dear friend, Randall and Gerald. That's not nice, G. I mean, I, I don't know if like, uh, you know, like downtown like, Indiana. I don't know if downtown Indianapolis <laughs> or Des Moines can really keep up with Barcelona. I don't, I probably I'm not can. sure. It's, it's only like another probably eight, nine hours of flight time, too. He would have been fine. <laughs> I, I tell you, I live here and don't even want to go to downtown Indianapolis. And there damn sure ain't no beach. So yeah. it's uh, it, it's been good. Um, let's get out of here, get you some rest. So you're, uh, you're back for next week. Uh, just remind you, uh, if you want to support the show, you can head over to patreon.com forward slash dynasty Warzone. You can head over to hate brand goods. That's H V I I I.com or H V I I I on the Google play or Apple app stores. And, uh, if you, if, if you're not in a spot where you can uh, support us with your wallet, you can support us with your phone. You can go to all your social medias. You can go to YouTube. You can subscribe to the channel. You can like a video. You can leave a comment on the video like all these beautiful people have been on the live stream tonight and so much more. You can follow the show on Twitter everywhere, but TikTok. Why? Because fuck TikTok. But, but you know, I'm going to. You know, when will then be now? Soon. And uh, when we do, we'll let you know. But yeah, just 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 go interact with us. Interact with us for free, social media, and wherever. And if you want to support us through our sponsors, that would be awesome too. But uh, on behalf of that man, convalescing at home through the care of his lovely wife, that is Mr. Jerry Sinclair, the man of the hour, the man with the power. You can follow him on Twitter at JerrySinDWZ. You can follow me at DWZMemphis. And until next time, we are just trying to make the world a better place for fantasy football. Folks, have a great week. Enjoy the camp highlights. See you soon. It's Hate Brand Goods. That's uh, my company. That is what we've started. I hope you guys have checked it out if you want to go over to thehate.com. Hate for me means it's about self-improvement. It's this self-motivation through self-loathing, this this bit of loathing of not tolerating your own bullshit, that little voice that says today's good enough or what we did's fine or no one's going to know that I'm taking today off. Like, fuck all that, man. I know. Like, I hold that standard. I'm accountable to me. And that's it. That's why I chase goals. I do it because of me. I don't do it because of what someone else is going to think of it or what someone else's approval is. And it's about holding yourself to that. The rest of that motivation can fade, but as long as you're in control of being able to make you do the shit you want to do, you're golden, man. So head over to thehate.com, use code and save yourself some cash. When we add up all those inches, that's going to make the fucking difference between winning and losing. a game yesterday and if we win one today that's two in a row we win one tomorrow that's called a winning streak